one thing that that I will add is that you shouldn't you shouldn't mistake nerves for readiness because everyone gets nervous like but it's it's really your body like saying I'm ready to go like yeah. I, I know I know what's about to happen we've done the work like uh, it's ready it's time to go it's kind of like when you're like really have to go to the bathroom mm, long car trip long car trip mm -hmm. Been there. and you yep. know that you're getting close to a toilet mm, body knows body knows and it gets and you worse just, and worse it gets worse and worse and worse you're like i thought i could hold it for 10 more miles yep but we pulled into the parking lot <laughs> now that we're now that we're here yeah, it turns out i was time. wrong turns out i was wrong <laughs> Welcome, everybody. 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 For another episode of Coaches on Couch. Being slouches. We slouched last week. Yeah, we really slouched. We were not we're not here. We're getting prepped for this uh, long course camp. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was a great time. Uh, it was uh, three days of uh, big volume and hard work, some good technical work. And mm hmm I think everybody had fun and gained a ton from it. So hopefully we'll put on another one here, uh, maybe next year. <laughs> next year. There was there was calls for uh, a spring camp to kind of fire into the, first, the start of the season. Yeah, so for sure. Something we'll explore. So today uh, we're talking about, man, this, this is a uh, serious issue with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about kind of that taper period and mastering, kind of mastering tapering and managing a lot of times the uh, the uh, temporary insanity that goes along with it. Um, it, it never fails. It never fails. You get down to those last few weeks and you might have a little bit more time and you just lose your, you lose your friggin' mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and people just, people just you lose start, it. You start questioning, second guessing. Yeah. Like, am I doing too little? Am too I doing, much, too yeah. little, too yeah. late. Too late. Yeah. So, Am I uh, behind? Yeah. We'll we'll hop to it and hopefully, uh, especially all you guys rolling into uh, Ironman Chattanooga and seventy point three Augusta, uh, we can we can direct you to not make any uh, dumb mistakes here in the next few weeks. So. That's the goal. I am Coach Dale Sanford, and I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every VPC coach is trained in our Five Pillars coaching system, which has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about VPC by going to buildpetecompete.com, checking us out on Facebook and YouTube at buildpetecompete, or all up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. Boom. Yahtzee. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I barely even looked at the note thing. I just <laughs> had it there as a, as a backup, just in case. All right, we're going to get to the, the topic of today. But first, as always, as always, shout outs. Sh I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick it off on the shout out list Please do. to the, the SAS family. Uh, for our oh, long course uh, camp that we, you know, they were the hosts. They got an awesome, awesome place there. Awesome facility. We we named it the Winkler Performance Center. Yep. Um, 
pool, you know, 25 yard uh, pool, two yeah. lanes. Like it was, it was top notch. And uh, uh, Elvis turns out is an awesome, awesome cook as Fantastic well. Fantastic cook. Great food, uh, a great place. There was a huge kitchen for us all to kind of, that was like the congregation spot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it really made the camp, I thought. So shout out to them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, a family affair. Every, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, Kirsten's brothers popped in to help here and there. And yep. um, yeah, for those of you that don't know uh, Jeff, uh, he's the uh, Elvis every year at Memphis and May. And he's, uh, if you've been in the, uh, you know, amateur ITU circuit, he's he's been Elvis at a few world championships yeah. and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So uh, dude can cook. Yeah. That is for sure. He kept us fed and entertained all weekend. And he so. even dealt with the, the vegan over here. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he, he nailed this. Nailed far it. As healthy, healthy options here. So, so shout out to the sasses. Yeah, for sure. And all the, the athletes that showed up for the mm-hmm. camp. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. It was massive volume, a lot of hills, um, and some really good technical work. So Yep. Awesome. Uh, I got one. Last weekend, Johnny Pitts, our boy, Johnny Pitts. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished his first Ironman, Ironman Wisconsin. The the thing I can't uh, you know, I can't stress enough that this guy is uh, just motivated. I mean, in March of this year, he had a bad bike wreck, was broken to pieces. Basically, he what, uh, scapula, ribs. scapula, several ribs, punctured lung. He stayed collarbone in, or no? No collarbone. Thankfully, clavicle stayed in place. That's um, good. He was in the hospital for three days. So we basically started over yep. because he, it took a little while for him to recover and get the range of motion back in his arm and shoulder. And he basically worked through the pain a lot of times. And we did a lot of indoor training at first, um, but he got the work in and crossed the finish line. At a boy, Pitts. Yeah. Uh, I got another one. Downing, Dr. Downing. Dr. D. Uh, this is actually from two weeks ago, but since we missed last week, I've been saving this shout out. Uh, he was the overall fastest 20K man. Uh, he's now of the 20K age group. Um, so he was the fastest 20K on the day. Uh, a new PR for him out there in New Mexico at the uh, record challenge time trial. Nice. And, uh, you know, the goal now for next year is like it has been every year. Every year he's, he's PR'd every year, and now it's like he wants to go faster. So it next year, really. next year we're dropping more time. We're gonna see how close he can get to the national record. That's a good goal. Mm-hmm. That's a good goal. I got a couple more. Liz Hall, we keep saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, hey, Liz, uh, let me know when you can come in and get on the couch." Because we've been saying it for over a year now. So, yep. uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about your progression. But uh, hit a 10k PR. So Ooh. again, Liz has been we've been coaching Liz for five years. Been a while, yeah. Uh, and she's still hitting PR. So. Boom. That's, that's awesome. And, Keep on uh, rocking. Michelle Weir, second female uh, at the DeGray Lake Duathlon. This nice. Over in Arkansas. Excellent. Cool. All right. Now to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> I think that's trademarked. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah. I'm a vegan anyway. So I... <laughs> on to the kale and spinach. There you go. <laughs> of today's program. Yeah, we're talking about tapering. So, uh, per, you know, truth be told, I'm not a huge um, fan of the tapering. The just the term tapering, um, just to me, it reeks of of detraining. 
uh, and you know, people just sitting around and slouching on couches and stuff. Mm. And, uh, it's pretty fun. So, I mean, I would like to think of it more as, uh, um, priming the priming system, the system and freshening yep, up yep. and priming the system, getting into, getting into peak fitness. Yep. Just, just, you know, um, really the goal here is to get to the start line, fit, fresh, healthy, and injury free. Yes. And there's a lot of people that within the last two, three weeks of a goal race will just squander that, mm-hmm. uh, making dumb decisions or losing their mind, which then causes yes. bad decisions. Yeah, this sport is very much a balance of mind and body. So if you're going mental about the whole thing, that can be a bad thing. But I would say the most important of those three, like fit, you've already done most of the work to get fit. The last three you mentioned, fresh, healthy, injury-free, like that should be your focus. Like don't do anything that's going to cause you to get hurt, Yeah, (laughs) impact your health, or cause you to be overly tired going in. Yeah, Those would be all bad things. So let's talk about this this period, and then we'll kind of get into the mental side of things uh, in a second. So whenever we're making a program, mm-hmm. our first thing, especially when there's a goal race um, on it, on the calendar, we always start at the goal race and work backwards. Correct. And so by working backwards, you can always pre-plan, pre-work in this like, I would say I can't call it perfect because training never goes perfectly. Oh, exactly. But, but an ideal taper, yep. uh, you can work it in ahead of time. Uh, and so when you get there, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's supposed to be, uh, you know, and if you're training, if you're planning your training, you know, at least the skeleton of your training, then you'll know that you're coming off this and you're supposed to be doing a taper type, uh, you know, phase. So make sure that you work backwards, plan it out, and you know when it's going to be. That's that's goal number one. For sure. So so let's talk about kind of the breakdown of the weeks here. So uh, there's a little confusion on what week is what. Um, our friends over at Training Peaks, uh, they take the week. They don't necessarily count the week of the race because they're counting basically from race day backwards, not like the weeks the you know on the calendar yeah so personally their three weeks out is my four weeks out that's just so just know that i count race week yeah they're they're yeah on a monday considering it would that be, most races are saturday or sunday yes they they would count the monday as like three weeks and six days or whatever five days yep but then it only comes Whereas up we on the thing read as it as weeks. we still have four weeks essentially yeah yeah so so now that you're totally confused about that, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Let's continue. All right. So um, we'll use Ironman as a, as an example along the way because we are so close to some of these big races that a lot of our athletes are doing. Mm-hmm. So four weeks out generally is the end of your big training load, uh, like the massive volume. So a lot of our folks last week did you know, 100-mile bike and maybe their 20-mile run. I'm not a huge fan of putting the longest bike and longest run on the same week because it's so demanding on the, like, your time and your, you know, like, people have families and other stuff to do. So I'll generally put the longest bike the week before the longest run, 
and then still have a pretty long bike. Like five weeks out and then four weeks yeah, out. Yeah, five weeks out will yeah. be like a 120 mile bike or 110, whatever they can get in really. And then the, you know, four weeks out, now we're at a hundred, but we're doing our 20 mile run that same weekend. Stacked, yeah. It's stacked. Mm -hmm. So you come off a massive load. Mm -hmm. uh, averaging, you know, in this case for long course, you're averaging anywhere from 16 to 20 weeks or 20 hours a week. And so once we've hit that kind of three week out period, there's a ton of built up fatigue. Mm -hmm. But what we don't want to do is come off the gas completely, throw in a recovery week, and then have to kind of ramp them back up to kind of knock the dust off. Because a lot of times if you've ever done like big training or structured training, things happen on a recovery or after a recovery week. You know, that's when I see a lot of people get sick. Uh, that's when it's like you've, you've revved the body so high and then you just completely come off the gas to try to unload a bunch of fatigue, but it, it can do weird things. So what we're trying to do in the last three weeks is unload accumulated fatigue, but not have a massive drop in overall fitness. So if you're talking about numbers, we're numbers people, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and, and specifically on training peaks, if you're, if you're looking at accumulated fatigue or ATL, you're trying to get ATL to drop uh, without a massive drop in CTL, which is your fitness. So that's the end, that's the end goal of this whole taper, quote unquote, taper period. Um, so three weeks out, you are going to see a drop in volume, but you still want to keep race specific efforts. Race specific efforts, efforts still have to be in your training plan. We're just going to keep, uh, we're going to yeah, keep taper, the taper. Yeah. Is, is filled with still race specific work. Yeah. The entire way. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, so three weeks out, you're going to see probably about a 20% drop in volume. So three weeks from your race, 20% drop in volume. So a lot of my people this week are doing about 14, 15 hours where they were doing 16 to 20. Um, again, you're still going to get a relatively long bike, a relatively long run. Um, you should still be practicing your race nutrition, mm -hmm. your race hydration, your race efforts. Ideally, you're getting up at the same time when you're probably going to be racing and heading out on the bike when you're going to be heading out on the bike. The more you can simulate, the better. We're, we're not getting rid of that stuff. I mean, the body learns, the body knows. So the more you can pile that into this this last few weeks, the more readiness that you're gonna you're gonna get, and your mind's gonna be more at ease because you've already done this a million times. Mm -hmm. um, so three weeks out, twenty percent drop, still race specific efforts. Two weeks out, we're gonna get another about twenty percent drop in volume. So next week, a lot of my folks will be doing somewhere between ten and twelve hours. Probably, um, which for that person is going to feel like not much, right? Yes, that's something to keep in mind because mm -hmm. if you're not doing long course, if you're on, you know, you're doing shorter events that don't require massive volume, yep. um, you don't, you may not even come off volume until two weeks out. Mm -hmm. Your volume may stay set yep. until two weeks out. Um, we're trying to be a little bit more geared toward long course in this conversation, just because of what's coming up. Um, but on that two week, two weeks out period. So the week before the week of the race, <laughs> just follow me. <laughs> uh, 
you know, now we're still doing, we're still doing race pace. Um, we're just popping in more recovery. Exactly. The volume has come down. Volumes dropped. Recovery between race pace efforts has increased. Yep. This is generally where people lose their mind. And this is where you keep your race pace efforts on the same days you were doing them. It doesn't mean like yep. now you're doing race pace every single workout that you're doing. Yep. So kind of keep that similar flow that you had, that similar pattern. Most of the time our athletes are on a very similar schedule. You know, Monday's typically the same week to week. Tuesday's the same week to week. Yep. Um, from, from like, you know, in, in the multi-sport realm, you know, whether it's a bike run or swim strength or swim run or whatever it may be. Um, keep that the same if you can. And then you know that you're dropping your overall training load and you're still keeping, you know, the same days that it should be race pace, race pace. Yeah. We try to keep structure mm -hmm. if at all possible. And it doesn't, ha it doesn't happen all the time with people's life schedules, but try to keep the structure, weekly structure as close to the same as possible mm -hmm. because people know they can get in certain things on certain days. Exactly. And, uh, and then the efforts work, you know, once we find that balance of recovery, easy days, harder days, yada, yada, yeah. don't change it because yeah. that your body learns and will reward you with better performances because you're giving it consistency. And exactly. Yeah, was, that's what I was going to say. Increase yeah, consistency because you know that, okay, it's Monday night, Tuesday morning. I know I've got whatever the workout may be. Right. You can plan accordingly and make sure you, you've got that. And you're also making sure, you know, like you're you're getting the specific bike efforts you know for a lot of my folks you know tuesday night tends to be or tuesday tends to be you know like a harder effort day whereas thursday is not quite as hard from a bike specific standpoint so uh, we don't want you going to like every workout being hard because you now dropped volume and you're worried you're going to lose fitness so you just start making everything hard yeah that like i said the, the two week out Two weeks out is generally where people lose their mind as far as the training goes because mm -hmm. they feel like they're not doing enough. And then they go off the freaking rails mm -hmm. and add more intensity. Mm -hmm. um, or they're like, well, I just like I did the workout and then I I just felt like I needed to go do some. So I just went and spun for two hours. Mm -hmm. Like, mm, mm. no. At four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. When it's yeah. 108 <laughs> heat index. I came back 10 pounds lighter. I didn't <laughs> I hydrate as normal because uh, I was just spinning. And yeah. Yeah. So um, this is where. Like, oh, pain train. Oh, pain train. Come on, give us the horn. It's going the wrong no. way, I think. Yeah. Bummer. Never mind. All right. So, you know, this is where this two week period, two weeks out period, is where you just have to, like, Woosah yourself, reel it in, and just follow the. Did you say woosah? Woosah. You ever seen woosah? Woosah. Just rub your ears. Woosah. <laughs> woosah. It's Bad Boys too. You ever seen Bad Boys too? I guess I've. Come not. on, man. <laughs> give me a give me a thumbs up for a Bad Boys two reference. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you just gotta like calm yourself down. You're not gonna lose fitness. Um, this is, yeah, this is where your the freshness starts coming about. Yeah. So the race pace stuff is keeping your fitness. You're keeping the system primed. Uh, but now you're freshening up the system, uh, and it's going to help make sure you go in fit, fresh, healthy, yep. and injury-free. So for people doing long course within this last two weeks, like really 10 days out is where like the like the major 
change comes i would say like yeah, you, if you look at when the the science behind like a true taper most of the yeah. time it's last what two weeks to you know 10 days is yeah. when you start your true your true taper and the thing to know here is that while we're giving you advice this is all still very individualized oh for sure um you know this is just what works for a lot of people that we mm-hmm. that we work with um so 10 days out is really where you know, and that kind of falls into that very last weekend, you know, yeah. uh, before a big race. So, yeah, it's like Wednesday through the weekend. And then if your race is, say, on a Saturday the following week. Yeah. So that's where the, the change comes in, where um, you are going to have the volumes dropping, but you are going to have race pace in there. Um, it's just not going to be a ton. And there's going to be a lot of recovery between. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably should. F- I mean, you should finish those workouts feeling like you have a ton left in the tank. Exactly. Um, The mistake we see is people going and they're like, oh, I only have two eight-minute efforts, for example, and I've got 15 minutes of recovery in between. And again, there's a very general (laughs) example here. Well, let's see if I can blow out these eight-minute efforts. And you've been doing, say, threshold work, and suddenly you go out and you're doing max eight minute efforts that your body has not been doing. So don't do anything crazy that you have not been doing because you, uh, you're feeling this lower training load and you want to see what you got. Yeah. If you're, if you're like normal race pace is easy. If you're doing ultra events, yeah. uh, your, your normal race pace is easy. Stick to easy. Yeah, It's endurance. Yeah. yeah. Um, if your normal race pace, if you're doing a 40 K time trial is threshold or mm-hmm. above threshold then you're totally fine to do some mm-hmm. threshold work mm-hmm. with just a little bit extra recovery there exactly um so whatever you've been doing in the last couple of weeks those are the efforts you should stick with mm-hmm. during those times that week where you should be doing race exactly efforts. exactly don't don't go kicking it way above race pace i, I think before we started this you you talked about the ultra marathoner going out and doing a track track workout or something yeah (laughs) like doing max 400s or something that would be a bad idea Yeah, you've been doing crazy volume yeah and basically you've been doing running and hiking and now you decide to go and do a you know a track workout the Mm -hmm. week before because it's so short um why not open it up open it up a little bit just blow yourself to pieces yeah don't do that yeah, that would be bad. Idea. That's a good way to destroy. That's that's a good way to not go in injury free. Uh, absolutely. Especially in the run, the running realm. <laughs> so within those that ten the ten day period, now let's say we're we're through that weekend, we made it out of the weekend, and we're on race week. Race week is not a recovery week. I mean, you're you don't want kind of is, but it isn't. It, yeah, sort but of thing. you don't want your body to react to it like it does a full-on adaption or recovery week where you're just trying to unload a ton of fatigue, yeah. you know, in a short amount yeah, of time. because typically on a, in a true unload, there's very little intensity. Mm-hmm. Whereas on a race week, you still have the race-specific intensity. Yep. But again, you've just got extra recovery and not yep. as many efforts. It's short, much mm-hmm. shorter, but you're still telling your body, hey, this is the effort we're going to get ready to do here shortly. Exactly. So I don't want you to forget how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I always think of it like keeping the energy systems primed that you're going to use on race day is something you need to be doing on the week of the race. 
and like this according like according to the I would say the research, the science, whatever you want to say, um, it's about five days of like off to really low intensity, easy effort, low workload to where like detraining actually starts to happen. So you get in the last week, if your race is on a Saturday or Sunday, you can easily squander five days and come into the race, not primed, not, you yeah, know, the biggest risk there fresh. is just coming in flat. Yeah. Where your body's like in a hibernation state and it takes a while to wake up from hibernation. I mean, yeah. it takes a few workouts typically for most people to, to wake the legs and the body back up and let it know, okay, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm supposed to be able to, <laughs> to hammer down now. I mean, personally, like, it, you know, if we want to talk about shorter efforts, like for a, an Olympic or a sprint distance race, I'm on that three-day drop-in. So, like, on Tuesday, I'll still go do Hammerfest, and then it won't be until Thursday that I'll start to ease off to kind of, oh. you know, let everything... Yeah, one thing to note, like, so I handle a lot of cyclists, and cyclists tend to have so many events mm -hmm. that rarely do I have someone going through a taper like this. Yeah. Um, and, and long course stuff where you're doing maybe two events a year, you know, like some may do something in the spring, half Ironman, for example, and then a full in the, yep. in the fall. It's a totally different situation. But, but for cyclists, I tend to uh, still keep the same race week that we're talking about right now, where you're, you're kind of getting back into it. But typically what I do is I just have them take a lighter week, two weeks out, the week before race week. Um, and then wake things back up and almost use that week as, as like their next week of training almost. So they go in fresh for the weekend, but the body's been primed. They've had efforts during the week. The body's awake again. And then, you know, that weekend of racing is essentially week one of the next training segment going into, you know, whatever the next race is going to be. But if you're racing back-to-back -back weekends or three weekends in a row, you, you can't take a massive taper. Otherwise, that you know that detraining you were talking about can come into play. Like you cannot taper for every race if you're racing no fifteen weekends in a year. No, it, and even for like triathlon, like a lot of people will they'll pick even if it's not a, a half or a full iron, like they'll target mm -hmm. a specific one. And unless they are, you know, there. I mean, there are some that race so much it's almost like bike race. I mean, you could yeah. literally race every. Well, weekend. yeah, like when you mentioned short course, it's like. Yeah, you can, yeah, people who are racing short course, there's not a lot of this going on, which is why we're keeping the conversation more geared around yeah, exactly. long course stuff. There's not, I mean, there's not really, unless it's a massive, like a really important race, Olympic distance, you know, yeah. um, there's not a whole lot of like big tapering going on at mm -hmm. all. So um, that's, that's where like on those programs where you're like not really doing a ton of all, like compared to a iron distance plan you're not really doing a ton of volume so if you come off the gas three weeks come off volume three weeks out you're going to be flat as all get out by no. the time the race comes around um, you can unload fatigue from a 10 hour 11 hour week pretty quickly mm -hmm. uh, most people can yep so yeah there's just not a whole lot of tapering going yep. on there um, so a little side note there. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty big side note there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the the big the big but here is 
Do you like big butts? <laughs> I cannot lie. <laughs> the big butt here is um, when, if things go awry, doing too little is actually better than doing too much. Yeah. You, you end up, you don't want to get to the start line overly fatigued uh, mentally or physically. Um, so too little, err on the side of too little. If, exactly. If you, if you have a question. Yeah. yeah, you're better, yeah, you're better going in over-rested than over-trained. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So we got a few extra tips to help people um, not lose their mind. Yeah. This is where we go to the mental side. Kind of, kind of, you know, take down the mental ping pong a little bit. Yep. Put the paddle down and, <laughs> um, and kind of help you get through that and not, not lose your mind. So um, one thing that we always just tell people is look, you're not going to lose fitness as long as you don't do nothing. Exactly. Like three weeks of nothing, you'll lose fitness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, two weeks of nothing, you'll lose fitness. Yeah. The but, sharpness will be gone. Right. But if you just, if you're doing your best to stay on it and if you have a plan, follow the plan. Um, but you're not going to lose fitness from a drop in volume. Correct. The other thing is you will not gain fitness on race week. Race. Yes. The really week of the out. race, you're not going to. And you know, most of the science behind it, like a, a perfect taper, you're hoping to get that extra like one or two percent tops. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, err err on the side of, <laughs> of of not going too crazy or too mental on this whole thing. Um, don't worry about about deviating too much. If you've never run through a taper, like just cut your volume out some. Strip out some of your uh, the number of intervals you're doing. Replace that with recovery, and you should be good to go. But I mean, we're not talking about you gaining fifteen percent uh, no. on race day. Fifteen percent happens in the off season, mm -hmm. which which goes into your race plan. Don't assume you're going to show up on race day fifteen percent stronger, and that if you were ordinarily holding two hundred watts, say that now you're going to hold you know yeah. two forty five, especially for longer. Uh, longer events, there is no way in hell that you're going to run faster, ride harder, swim faster than you have in your long training. Yep. It's not going to happen. Yep. So, yep. Uh, you know, that's where... If you do, you didn't pace yourself right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, make sure that you are practicing in this last few weeks. You're practicing that the race execution we've already kind of mm -hmm. talked about that you need to be practicing race pace at race pace your nutrition your hydration um, everything that you can execute over and over and over just like it will happen on race day will will stop the mental part of it because mm -hmm. your readiness is going to be so much higher mm -hmm. i mean that's really what we're looking for is yep. just race race readiness you know it can also be called confidence like is like the number one thing that will help you mentally, you know, on that race week or the oh, couple yeah. of weeks before. Um, one thing that that I will add is that you shouldn't you shouldn't mistake nerves for readiness because everyone gets nervous. Like, but it's it's really your body like saying, "I'm ready to go." Like, yeah. I, I know I know what's about to happen. We've done the work. Like, uh, it's ready. It's time to go. It's kind of like when you're like. Really have to go to the bathroom. Mm, long car trip. Long car trip. Mm -hmm. Been there. And you yep. know that you're getting close to a toilet. Mm, body knows. Body knows. 
And it gets and you just, worse and worse. It gets worse and worse and worse. You're like, I thought I could hold it for 10 more miles. Yep. But we pulled into the parking lot. <laughs> now, that we're, now that we're here. Yeah, turns it's out I was time. wrong. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> it is go time. Your body knows when it's go time. Yep. So if you're feeling nervous, it's really because your body just knows it's about time to rock and roll. Yep. Um, and nerves aren't a bad thing unless you let it wreck you, like oh, yeah. mentally. Like I get nervous before my goal events all the time. Like nerves are fine. And once you get out there, the nerves go away. Yep. Most of it's like the anticipation of the event. Yeah. Um, but like you said, things that help the nerves go away or gives you confidence when you do get nervous is knowing that, you know, you've, you've put in the training, you did the big blocks like you needed to, yep. you've rested and, and, you know, done your taper, right. And you've worked on your fueling plan. Everything's, everything's in line. You're ready to go. So the more you've run through that in your training, the more confidence you'll have on race day. Mm-hmm. Then you just got to execute. Another big thing is planning. I mean, I can't say it enough. This also helps with the, with the nerves. Yes. Plan everything way in advance. Yeah. Especially if you have kids. Oh. If you're bringing kids to a goal race. Yeah, plan to leave them. <laughs> plan to leave them home. <laughs> or, or, Bryant. Or, or. If you're to make this of the year. family friendly. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a joke. Not really. <laughs> but... If if you have kids, make sure you plan ahead. Make sure you have the, you know, uh, your your travel. Are you driving? You flying? Mm-hmm. Like, are, where are you staying? Like, have it all planned out. Like, is who's gonna watch these kids? Yep. How many kids you got? <laughs> who's gonna <laughs> who's watching all those kids? You know, are, are there things that they can do? Uh, fun stuff they can do while you're out there for however many hours. You yep. know, like. Uh, plan those things out for, you know, even if you, if you're, especially if you're the person in the event and you have a spouse or a significant other, that's going to be hanging on to all these chillings. Yes. Uh, if you plan like in months in advance, like things for them to do, mm-hmm. that stress is off of you yep. and it's off of them. And so then they won't deflect their stress back on you. Yeah. See? Yeah. We're just pushing stress, solved. pushing stress elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So plan it all, like logistical, you have to have it done. And I'm not talking like a month out. Like if you're doing a Ironman and you've, you've, you've signed up you've nine signed months out ago or ahead, more. Yeah. Like you should have that stuff figured out ASAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is the biggest difference maker for like an epic style event like that. Uh, yep. Just don't leave anything, you know, to chance, get it all done quick. I would say the next one as well, the, uh, the equipment. Oh yeah, <laughs> checking, fine tuning. Like, don't wait till week of and run. Down. I don't care how much your bike mechanic likes you. Yeah, don't go running down to the bike shop the week of. Uh, you know, wanting to get everything looked over or adjusted or fine tuned. Yeah, do that in advance as well, where you've had time to ride it. Ride your race wheels. Make sure they're working. You know, if you if you train on one set of wheels and then race on another. Yeah. Oftentimes the shifting is not quite the same, so make sure you're training on your on the setup you're going to have on race day. Yeah. Um, that's going to help build your confidence. Now we're not condoning riding a disc wheel in a group ride, but uh... or are we? <laughs> or I've been wanting to do that actually. <laughs> like put it on a road bike and <laughs> show up like uh, looking like I'm at the track or something. Uh-huh. I might do that today. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, test everything check your gearing you know you may have your last 
you know, if you if you're one of those people that rides a disc wheel and that thing only gets used on race day, yeah. your last race might have had like really tight grouping on it, and then this race you got some long climbs. You may want to check that cassette and make sure you got a 28 or something on the on yeah. the back, you know, to just to make sure the gearing is set for the for what you're about to take on. Exactly. Um, don't do not wait until you. But do that if you can do that as you start that you know, three weeks out, four weeks out, yep. start it then. Um, if you need to replace gear, do it then. Yep. Uh, like your shoes that you're going to be running in. Like, yeah. Make sure you're not planning on like, Oh crap, I haven't replaced my shoes in a long time. I'm going to put a new pair on for the. Nope. You might as well go with the worn out ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it's really bad. Yep. Uh, on, in that case. So yeah, equipment's huge. Uh, another big one is knowing the course there. I mean, to me, yeah, we've, yeah. Like, that's like a huge weight off your shoulders. Like, mm-hmm. um, I can't stand getting to a race and not ha- having any clue what to expect on the course. You can look over GPS maps all you want, uh, but. Yeah, the grade does not look the same no. in person or Nor will feel it the, read same. the same. Nor does it, yeah, exactly. Nor does it ride the same or run this. Like, there's certain hills that you think are going to be bad and aren't because you're carrying speed to them and others that look like they're not and turns out they are so so yeah i mean before you get there if you're traveling recon the course or research the course yep uh when you get there recon the course obviously that means pre-riding the day before right (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i get (laughs) when i was yeah first when i went did ironman lake placid there were people literally the day before riding the full loop. They didn't do the full like 112, but they did the full loop. Like 50 something. And that, there's like over 3,000 feet of vert on the loop. Yeah. The day before. That's. Jeez. Uh, Stop it, people. Don't Stop. do that. Stop that, it. That would be a little too much. Uh, but yeah, recon. Drive the course. Yep. Uh, you can. Ride the run course. You can ride the run course. If possible, yeah. You know, if there's a. If there is like a, a pretty serious climb on the course, I always recommend like going out, doing a little spin, and if it's not too long, actually going and riding the climb oh, at an sure. easy effort, just so that you can make sure that you have as, mu- as much gearing as you need, and you know you can, you know it's you can sustain. Yeah. Seeing what stay kind of in your you power range. Yeah, stay within that that effort level you want at the gearing and cadence that you want. Yeah. So know the course, huge, yep. massive. Uh. Staying fueled and hydrated and not trying to lose weight in the last, <laughs> like, you know, 10 days. Uh, once, we've always said, like, you should try to lose your weight in the off season. Yeah. Once you're undergoing, Preferably. you're going to, most people will lose some weight, you know, when they're during the big bulk of their training. Mm-hmm. However, we want you fueling to perform. So you deciding, like, there's going to be a big benefit to being five pounds lighter and fasting, uh, you know, the week leading into your goal race. Or not drinking fluids. Or not staying, yeah, not staying hydrated um, can be two detrimental things to your, your success on race day. Yeah. On yeah. the other side, going and trying to do like some massive carbo load uh, the night before would be a bad thing. That would be changing what you normally do. So keep everything race week, what you're used to, what you normally do. Um, and just that natural drop in training load is going to allow you to bump up your energy stores inside your body yep. uh, and you should go in ready to rock yep last but not least we said it we say it all the time it's on the shirts 
Yep. We own the domain name. <laughs> Trust your training. Trust your training. You've literally, if like, you know if you've done the work. If you haven't done the work, you should be worried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but if you, you know, you've Maybe done. That'll be our next one. Like, <laughs> you've not done the work and it's three weeks out. What should you do? We kind of did that. For yeah, we marathon. did. We have an episode yeah. on uh, last minute marathon prep. The oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we were going to name it oh. Oh poop. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, you've done, you've done the work, you've repeated the, the efforts that you're going to be doing. Um, just trust that you've done what you need to do and go out and cash in your chips and, and trust the efforts that you, that you were doing in your training. Like, don't, like we were just saying before, don't assume you're going to show up on race day and the body's going to have just this outer body experience where you're able to push a lot more yep. than what you did in your training. Like that's a big part of trusting your training is, okay, I trust that I know what I'm capable of. If I have a good day, I'm going to be able to push more late, but don't go out there like I'm going to have a great day today. So I'm going to push 10% more than yeah. I've, I've been doing that I've shown I've, I'm capable of. Yeah, not um, gonna happen. Because that's gonna really impact how you feel uh, at the at the end of your event. Yeah, um, we won't or get possibly into, compromise uh, that. So just yeah. trust that work you put in, and uh, trust the the zones. We'll say that you've been training at to yep. be the ones that you should be executing on your race day. Absolutely. And when in doubt, go by feel. Or hammer down and just say forget it. <laughs> just forget forget everything I just said. Just <laughs> full gas, baby. All right, that's all I got. Yep. If so, you got questions, comments, concerns, uh, feel free to you know, put them on Facebook, on the YouTube's and you comments. Can, you can always email us at uh, couch. Yeah, it worked. It works now. It does. Couch at buildpeakcompete.com. Buildpeakcompete.com. All right, we appreciate you guys hanging out, listening, watching. We will catch you all next time. Adios. Peace.